Hey guys, this is Brad Allen and welcome to Outdoor Asylum. Uh, we are here videoing and recording at the Cash River Studio in the Elite Duck Call Shop. Uh, here with producer Jake Seipert. Jake, how's it going, man? Doing good, how are y'all? Doing good, doing good. Jake, uh, vacation last week, where'd you go? Uh, yeah, I got sunburned at the beach, so uh, I'm recovering from a sunburn. How was the, did you dodge the hurricane? Uh, we drove right through it, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> we had the Jeep floating. But we made it. Yeah, so it was good after you got there. Yeah, everything calmed down. It was humid for a couple of days. I sweat a bunch, and then it, then it cooled off. It was real nice. <laughs> that was Cristobal, right? Oh, yeah. It did, did it come up through Florida, or did it come up through the Gulf? It came up through Gulf, but, like, the rain was from Louisiana all the way to That's Florida. Right. That's right. And we, like, on the way, we were listening to the radio, and uh, a, a tornado warning came over the radio station. And my wife, Leslie, started freaking out. So I pull up the radar. Man, that thing was heading straight towards where we were. And she was like, what do we do? I was like, just keep driving. Just keep driving. Get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. So we had fun after all that. Uh, good deal. Got Dusty McDaniel back with us today. Uh, Dusty's our occasional co-host. Whenever he has time, he can get away from work. So, man, what you been up to? Same thing. We took a vacation, went up, camped at Bull Shoals White River. And uh, right after Cristobal, and they had the gates rolling. It was about 15,000 cubic feet a second. So uh river was high, came down the last day, and we got to float down fish, and that was fun. All the kids had a big time. So we've been doing that and just working from home, mowing the grass, trying to just slowly get back to whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get out and about, so. Well, you guys, you know, had a couple of, you got, had a getaway. Jake had a getaway. Let me tell you about, uh, and I even told you about this, my my fun night last night. I spent my night in the uh, in the emergency room up here with a kidney stone. You guys ever had one of those mm. bastards? No, 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 no. Yeah, that um, that was the real deal, guys. That was uh, that was pretty that was pretty rough. They, they say I've seen I've seen grown men just be walking and. And crappie flop, just hit the ground and just, just lose it. And that's all it takes is a little bit of movement. Yeah, well, the score right now is kidney stone one, Brad zero. It's probably going to stay that way. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife was talking about how, you know, it's like, like like childbirth. You know, she had had both and compared the two. I told her, I said, you know, if, if you know, I don't want to insult any ladies out there. I, I, I have no experience with childbirth, obviously. But if this is like childbirth, I was giving birth to, like, Siamese triplets last night and it was it was not fun mm. at all so uh, definitely wouldn't recommend it to any of our audience to give mm. that a try no yeah so we um, we decided we wanted to have a, a change up the podcast a little bit you know we've had some some guests on here had some really great guests great interviews that uh, were a lot of fun to do uh, if you guys uh, hadn't seen those look you know check back you can you can find some of our older episodes I think you'll really enjoy it um, and, and to all you guys that are listening, man, we really, we really appreciate it. We, um, we appreciate you tuning in and, and, uh, sharing this with your friends. Well, you know, what I'd say is if you like this podcast, if you enjoy it, share it with a friend. Uh, if you hate this podcast, share it with an enemy, you know, just share this thing with somebody. <laughs> somebody. We get uh, get more viewers out there, but, uh, but seriously, thank you for, thank you for tuning in. And, uh, we just thought we would take a break from having other people on here just to talk about some of the stuff that was that was going on in the world. I mean, we live in a – seems like this world has just lost its mind. I mean, we're living, we're living in a different society I, I right now. I saw one the other day where somebody taking a cover of Time magazine and already said the man of the year was Mayhem from Allstate or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, how can – what else can go worse? And it's like, don't say that. It's just not even July 4th yet. But yeah. 
Man, it is. I don't, you know, it's it's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And whether it be virus-related, people just dealing with this related, or the social distancing, the mask, how it makes you feel, and then all the other, you know, just the political stuff and what you see on the news every night. And it's, yeah, it's a lot to process as a, as a human, as a citizen, as a brother, a sister, a father, a son. I mean, it's a lot to process. And so it's, it will be interesting to see the next few months what happens. If this is more political push, if this is truly realism in the world, what's normal going to be now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got, you know, guys walking off the job, whether it be first responders or other people in their jobs, you know, just simply not wanting to be in certain areas and certain things are going on. And it's a crazy, it's crazy right now. Yeah. It is, it is crazy. Yeah. And, and you know, it made up my mind going into this. I'm anybody knows me. I really love politics. I follow it closely, uh, but I'm, I'm going to try to stay off my soapbox. I'm going to do my very best. It's going to be, I'm going to be itching to step up on there. I but, to uh, lasso out, Jake. Yeah, but I'm going back in. Yeah. You got to reel me back in. I could, I could, I could go to town on that, but I'll try not to for sure. But yeah, I mean, you talk about like the first responders stuff. One of the big things I think, um, you know, and, and no matter how, how you feel about this, what side of the aisle you fall on or, or what your opinions are, um, uh, the, one of the scariest things to me is like with our police, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we see a lot of police, you know, the the, the views there. I mean, if, if the police decide to stand down, if they go on strike, if they stop Somebody this, have. then it's, yeah, it could really you know, get ugly here. I saw where there was, you know, was it Florida? The whole SWAT team resigned in one town. Atlanta policemen are calling in as a stand together, and it's, and it's kind of it, it's it's ironic in the fact you know if you watch a lot of those videos, pay attention to to the the protesters, the riders, whatever you want to call them, the people out there in the movement, whatever you call it. The moment something happens, the first thing out of their mouth, somebody call the police. It's like, <laughs> yep. wait a minute, you know, and this this thing in Seattle, this jazz, you know, this own little country. It's the first thing they did was put up a border and guard it. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, and so. It's no matter what, everybody in the world agrees on one thing. There's bad apples in the barrel. There's going to be a bad cop. There's going to be a bad teacher. It's going to be a bad preacher. It's going to be a bad buddy. There's going to be a bad game warden. There's going to be a bad politician. Bad doctor. Yeah, there is. (laughs) And and this whole, I don't know, whether it is political unrest, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I've seen a lot of people say, hey, it's time to just vote it out and be done with it. Great. Let's, Let's do that. Regardless of what side, if you're left, right, libertarian in the middle, who cares? Just... Just at the end of the day, a little, it goes back to the three or four years ago in the duck hunting world when we first started having these conversations about people overrunning the woods and the boat racing and all this, and everybody's like, just a little common courtesy, just a little common courtesy. That would go a long ways right now in the world with everything that's going on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you brought up something. I hadn't even <laughs> thought about this, but you're talking about that the, the Chaz, where mm-hmm. they had taken over those city blocks. Taking over like six blocks in downtown Seattle. Yeah, and just trying to make their own little country out of it. What do you think about let's? Well, if we blocked off Biomeda or some of these WMAs, how about the how about the the world of Bubba? You know, yeah. said Chaz, we could have Bubba. Uh, you know, no real, we could a little more kind of like that more idea. liberal um, uh, limits, duck limits, and um, all oh, the yeah. wildlife. You Somebody know? said the other day said so. If y'all defund the police, is that game wardens too? Asking for a friend, of course. You know, it's kind of like how's that going to work if some of this stuff happens? But defund green jeans, we may not get yeah. as many tickets. 
No, you know, no disrespect to, no, our, to it, our officers it, this, out there. And every, I think <laughs> I think most of most of your law enforcement officers. I've got quite a few of their friends. Not speaking for them or for any of, them, but the ones I've talked to have said that. So man, it's it gets to a point where you go from being upset to going from being kind of sad to where you kind of just laugh at it sometimes. It's like really, it's gotten this so is, ridiculous. I saw something today where my, I have a little girl and she loves Paw Patrol. They're wanting to remove Chase off of Paw Patrol because he's a moral police though like why are we even talking about a kid's cartoon yeah sure okay i mean you can't that's the point you literally can't even argue that you don't just want yeah just go sit down there's nothing you can say yeah you know going along with that like one of the real tragedies we've seen come out of all this stuff is you know and i don't know how many of our listeners know about this but you know Someone in the outdoor world, in the in the hunting world, there, there's been a tragedy here. This is someone that I think has influenced, inspired a lot of hunters out there, myself included, shaped my life a lot that uh, I think we need to recognize before we go any further. Man, they took Elmer Fudd's shotgun away I'm from him. You. I mean, what kind of BS is I'm this? I'm telling you. I mean, what's that rabbit fixing to get away with now? Yeah, but that was always the old saying, what you going to do when the rabbit's got the gun? Well, <laughs> now I guess we're going to find out, you know? Uh, so. How insane, man. Uh, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I just, sometimes I just, like you said, it's almost like a joke. I mean, you you couldn't make this it's, stuff up. It's become you know? that, and it's almost like that's, that, and that's, I think, where a lot of your conspiracy theories, your tinfoil hats, you know, a lot of people think, was this staged? Was it not? It doesn't. The root cause of that's kind of like the root cause of COVID. It gets to the point where that doesn't even matter. The agendas that get twisted off of them is what really divides everything. And I think everybody agrees on that. You know, what they constantly show in the media. You know, the best thing I saw the day was one of the networks said, oh, you know, there's a big protest going on. Great for people to stand up. And the next thing was, oh, there's a rally for a political person. Well, that's against COVID regs. Why are you doing it? It's like, well, you can't have both. Just mm-hmm. say, hey, they're there. If you want to go, go. Mm-hmm. You know, and like with the COVID deal, the mask. Well, he's not wearing a mask. Well, he is wearing a mask. It's still a free country, guys. Yeah. It's a recommendation. Like, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying if you want to wear it, wear it. Mm-hmm. If you don't, don't. Be an adult. Wash your hands. Cover your mouth when you cough. We mm-hmm. all learned this in fifth, you know, third grade, probably before that. But, yeah, like you said, it's just – it's just so much to process. And then the the opinions, everybody's got one, you know, great. But, you know, the principles, you know, I mean, you had it talk a while back on the phone one day. And, you know, we, we mentioned that old movie, The Patriot, Mel Gibson, talking about I don't have the luxury of principles, I'm a parent. You know, it's like, how do you feel about it? Well, are you asking the dad, the husband, or the, mm-hmm. you know, red-blooded American? Which yeah. one are you asking? They all got a different opinion. And that's okay. I think there's a lot lost in that, that, you know, we've all felt at times we might have gotten picked on or this or that. Or, man, it's been a long day at work. I'm sorry. I was driving five miles over. Why would you stop me? Or, you know, or, hey, you pulled me over because of this. Or, you know, if, if it's the police stuff. Or, hey, you can do this and I can't do that. At the end of the day, it's still some self-accountability. Then that goes back to that just common courtesy of everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, even there's been some peaceful protest, Sure. And there's been some protests that got out of hand, whether it was instigated, whether it was not. It wasn't there, don't know, it didn't go to them. But I still think at the end of the day, it's, it goes back to most everybody on here in one way or another has commented about in the outdoor industry and everywhere, just common courtesy to your fellow human being. 
we all got our own struggles. Well, no matter what color you are, or if you're man, woman, everybody deals with their own stuff a different way. You know, the last few years have made me a lot more, I guess, respectful to people in the way that I address people. Mm -hmm. Like I find myself uh, referring to people that are younger than me as sir and ma'am a lot, just because there's just there's so much hostility out there. I just want to be clear to everybody: there hey, I'm, I'm showing you courtesy, I'm showing you respect, and I just find myself doing that a lot well, more. That's, you know, you're a customer service industry. You make a product and you sell to your customers, you know, and I'm the same way. I work for a company and, you know, we have clients that buy a product from us and I take care of those clients. And so everyone on my call, it don't matter if I'm older, younger, whatever. Yes, sir. Hey, yes, ma'am. What do you need? Every email is Mr. or Miss. It's the same way. It's, it's more just politeness as much as it is I'm truly reverencing this respect level. Um. And a lot, that goes a long way, I think, you know. And I've had, well, why are you calling me ma'am? I just call everybody ma'am. Mm -hmm. Oh, I never get it wrong. You know, he can joke about it. But but I think you're right. A lot of people, and I don't think it's near as bad as everybody makes it out to be. I don't. I call people every day, talk to 10, 15 people a week, businesses, companies, deal with their HRs, their owners. Never once has anybody ever had it, never. And this has been black, white, Hispanic, doesn't matter. I the, wise, the worst is what gets highlighted. Yeah, and that's the know? problem. You know, statistics, you can go look them up. Not going to get into that. There's no point. But, like, it's not there. It's not. If you look at the population of the U.S. and the police killings was less than 1,000 last year out of 370-something million people. I mean, come on. Yeah. Go look at other countries, you know. But I'm like, it's you. It gets highlighted. And it goes back to a lot of people just get on edge with that or they don't know. They just watch the news and they don't research their own or that's all they've ever known and and sure there's injustices for every race every creed everything always has been always will be that's just something we deal with but i do think i think it's personally i think it's better i don't think that gets highlighted but just in my short 32 almost 33 years when i was a kid things i saw and witnessed to things that happen now that don't you can't tell me it's not you jake probably agree you probably would i mean just it wouldn't you know and Never gonna be perfect. But no, getting better. But but yeah. I, you know, and I and a lot of a lot of things you watch on TV, um, whether you agree with them or not, I suggest everybody watch it. You know, I had a buddy of mine text me today. He's like, "Hey man, I'm not saying I'm a fan, but he said you're gonna laugh." He was like, "You know, Sharpton did the eulogy for this George Floyd guy." He's like, "Hey, I just said, you know what? I'm gonna watch it. I'm just curious." He was like, "He actually said in there that." The guys, this ain't as bad as you this ain't this ain't the way it was fifty years ago. It's ten times better. So it's like there's obviously been change. You know, it's like, should there be more? That's that's everybody's opinion. That's what your personal differences are, what you've seen, what you haven't. Um, not knocking anybody or anything, but if you've never been outside of the ten mile radius you were born and raised in, you probably ought to sit back and realize that it's not always like mm. that. I thought that way for a long time until I left South Arkansas and traveled all over the country working for companies and stuff, and it's different. Mm. It is. That's just life, though. Yeah. We're bad people. They just live different. Yeah. Um, One of the things, though, if you look at this, we see a lot of bad um, and a lot of scary stuff, like you said, a lot of frustrating stuff. But one, if we're just trying to find some positive somewhere in all this – I think even relating to what this podcast is all about, I think we're starting to see an awakening of people going back to the outdoors. You know, mm -hmm. it seems like um, 
uh, we're, you know, what it's kind of like, well, what else are you going to do? People are rediscovering their, their passion, their love for the outdoors, even if it's just going to the lake, going to the river on the weekend, doing no, a little is. fishing, something like that. We're seeing a lot of that. And I think a lot of that's just as much, hey, the kids are at home. We're home from work with COVID. There's nothing we can do. It's safe out there, too, as much as it's peaceful. People are realizing that's the, that's the safe haven still. That's the asylum that all of us have known for a long time. Yeah, the other day we was talking, and me and my wife were talking about it, and it's like camper sales. She said camper sales were up like 600%. Rentals were up like 1,000. And I know, you know, we've had some people on the show who are in the outdoor industry, and they're talking about sales, just boat sales are through the roof. I was talking to a buddy today. He's like, you can't, you can't order a Tahatsu four-stroke right now. You just can't. You can't get it. And if, if it's not because it's out of stock, it's because even the manufacturers just can't keep up. Mm-hmm. You know, a friend of mine, he's a salesman and um, deals with Fioki, Fiaki, whatever you want to call it, up in Missouri. And he said their ammo orders is backed up to 2022. And he said that's running 24-7 overtime. Man. That's how far they told him it would be before they got big orders out. I mean, that's just crazy. But, like you said, that's great for the outdoorsman. More people involved – I know it's harder to get a campsite. I know you pull up to the, your favorite boat ramp to fish, and it's crowded. But they can't take it away when that many people are doing it. And that many people start realizing that and loving it, and that's more money toward it. Whether they abuse the money or not, that's a whole other conversation. The whole point is there's funding there now. That um, What's it called? What was that outdoor legislation called, Jake? You know what I'm talking about? Went through the Senate, the Great Outdoors passed it, the act or whatever went through Congress and made it. Bozeman helped sponsor, but it was one of those kind of the same thing of helping just make sure there's always conservation easements, taxes set aside, stuff like that for these ramps, for these things. And the more people that buy licenses, the more people that buy boats and campers and that's guns, ammo, the more people that are hunting and fishing, that ensures this isn't getting taken away. Mm-hmm. Of course, like you talk about, the whole going back to defund the police and all that and buying the guns and ammo – you going to have a real hard time with these Second Amendment, you know, rights being taken away when everybody in the world right now is buying up all the protection they can. Yeah, and, I mean, we've often, you know, and I'm not um, I'm not a guy that has an AR. That's really hasn't been my thing. You know, I'm, I like shotguns. That's usually where I'm going to put my investment. Mm-hmm. I've not really looked at something like that for for home defense. I do have a concealed carry license. Do you, you yeah, have a permit one. as well? You oh, know, yeah. so I, I have a pistol that I do keep with me for – for protection, but uh, I've never been one of those guys that did the AR thing. But this whole argument of you don't need that many rounds, um, well, if the police are not going to, if the police are going to be told to stand down, if the police are not going to be there, then uh, I need to have whatever I need to have to yeah. defend my <laughs> family, you know. And I think that's what you're seeing, you know. I, a couple of friends of mine either own or work at these some of these local outdoor stores, and I'm like, you know, saying names when I'm out there, but. They've made that comment that it's not Bubba coming in there and buying guns and ammo. It's people you would not think are walking in these stores. Hey, what's a good run-of-the-mill pistol and, and a couple boxes of ammo? What's that going to cost me? What do I need? What can I safely protect, you know? And that's it's flying off the shelf. I mean, literally, I text one of those, hey, I'm going to be looking for this this ammo you have. And he's like, man, I'm getting something tomorrow. I literally called him the next morning and said, hey, you put it out in the steel yet? He's like, yeah. And it's, I said, well, put one back. Wait till I get up there. I mean, it's going. People are watching it. They're stocking it. But it's not who you think. You know, it is It is everybody saying, I need to protect myself. Mm-hmm. If you won't, I will. Exactly. What, uh, you remember the NRA? Mm-hmm. Are you? Yeah, I you think know, that's I've got was, the life member deal. That's one of those things that, 
I mean, forever, I, I love what they stand for and everything about it. I don't know that I've ever just really – and maybe that's something I need to do. As soon as we get off these microphones here, I need to go in there and send in my money and you get know, a membership. And, and it is one of those things. Some people are diehard NRA. Some people are not. It's kind of like it, – to me, the NRA is like Ducks Unlimited. You love them or you hate them. There's no middle ground. But I think a lot of people realize with every good is going to be a little bit of bad. Like we talked about, there's always a bad cop, a bad doctor, a bad teacher. You know, sure – Ducks Unlimited might could spend more money here as an example instead of here. Same with NRA. They might could do more money here than there. They get their back scratched too. I'm sure they do. But somebody's got to be up there playing the game for us. And, hey, if that's who it is, that's who it is. If that CEO gets to make so much, well, he's up there doing something. Let him make it much. I mean, you can go back and forth. But I do think now more than ever those type of groups, even if it's not NRA, you're, you know, you're hunting ones, your Dallas Safari, the duck, those people like that, they do more than conservation. They do do advocacy for gun rights, for that stuff. Um, I think, what, North American Arms, Great American Hunting, there's a bunch of them. But, yeah, the NRA, I've been with it for a long time. My dad has. I think he got me and my sister both a life membership a long time ago, and they had a deal, and he's big, supports them and all that, and. And it is good. You get tons of letters about what they're doing, you know, stuff like that. And it's it's like you said, it's it's one of the things like most people don't think about that or they hear this on the news, but at the same point in time, we know how this political game runs. You know, you're backed by a lobbyist or you're backed by nothing. And so we might as well have our own up there as well. I got it. I hate the way things are so demonized now too, with it is. Um, you know, it's like, okay, every time there's a mass shooting. What's well, the NRA's fault? What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, it, it's not what the it's not what they stand for. We didn't for. all quit driving cars or drinking beer because somebody was drunk driving. That's your own personal choice. Yeah, it's almost like everything in life, too. And here I go, getting close to that soapbox. I'm going to take a step back. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, everything now is like uh, it's it's binary. It's like you either you either this or you're that. And it's like, no, not hmm. not really. You know, I'm – I'm completely for gun rights and all this stuff, each, but yeah, you know? but I'm certainly not going to be, you know, I don't stand for what's going on here. I'm not, you know, just cause someone, you know, it's like they, you know, someone gets shot. We see a mass shooting that just rips our guts out. All yeah, of us. All just of tears us. Nobody us up. wants to see that. No, Nobody. But it's like, well, <laughs> you must support it. You with the NRA or, you know, Hunter or whatever. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Well, you know, the prime example of that is, is when they talk about you're sitting here and like, Oh, well, well, if you're for Second Amendment rights, you can't be for background checks. No. I have no problem with keeping a clean background check to go buy any gun. I'm not saying I want, you know, it's everybody's right to bear arms. But same point in time, if, if there's a bad felony, the guy that somehow gets out and he's had multiple gun charges and stuff, well, that's why I have a gun to protect myself from him, I guess. So, yeah, there's okay with having opinions and different and all that. At the end of the day, is everybody agrees, yeah, we have the right to bear arms, you know, the permits for this, the permits for that, that's a whole conversation of just, why not got to have a fishing license? You know, you got to have a permit to build something on your own property now in some places, you know, and not even with a homeowner's license, just in the city limit. You know, stuff like that's a whole nother of how people say we're this or that, and it goes back to everything now that was still at the end of the day, people just being people, doing their own thing, mind your own business a little bit, a little common courtesy, and half his stuff, I think, would just just settle down, and you know, and and we've talked about it before, and we've talked about it on here, you know. And you get a lot of that, you know. I going back to some of these episodes, some of the good people we've had on here. Um, you know, Rick Dunn made a comment. You know, it's like, yeah, I just it just kind of wasn't worth being around it anymore. Talking about hunting some of the places yeah. you used to hunt, and then you know, I avoid going places in public now because I don't really want to deal with it. 
you know, I want to go up there and just somebody's going to be talking about this or talking about that. And that's taken away from what people used to consider a big part of their life. I know a lot of people do that. They don't do this anymore. They don't go to that anymore, you know. And some of it's places that we all should be going, you know. I know some people don't go to church anymore because of that. Well, they say this or they say that. or You know, I still think a lot of it is everybody's going to be different, and that's okay. We're going to agree different. We're going to look at things different. I'm like you. I'm, I have never cared to have an AR. For protection, sure, they're great. They're fun to shoot. But I'm like you. I want old shotguns. I think they're cool. I like shooting different ones. I carry a different one duck hunting every weekend just for fun. That's just me. You know, other people are all about the tactical image and all that, and that's great. It is fun. It's enjoyable to shoot. I agree. But I got a limited amount of funds, and I'm going to spend them elsewhere. So, But I still think that's it. You know, a lot of those people we've had on here have touched about that. Um Hunter Bauman's story was awesome, and he made a lot of comments about that, about how he he got accepted by people because people realized that, hey, it's okay to do this a little different, do this different. He was kind of a, I don't say a groundbreaker, but in a sense he was. He did stuff his own way. He had to figure it out his own way. Um, and I think we see that a lot starting to happen now. You see people advocating for rights of others on a simple fact of we're all citizens, we're all this. I want you to have a gun, too. I want you to be able to do what you want to do. I let me do what I want to do. A lot of people are okay with that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's... I mean, you could go on forever on what just people think or see or what you read right now, and and it changes every day. And That's what do we, thing. What do we see for the future? I, I was laughing the other day, someone was talking about, um, you know, 2020. Here comes 2020, and it, it started off... With, it started off great. Popeyes come out with an awesome chicken sandwich. Well, they mess with God's chicken. And then, <laughs> is that what happens? Is that what caused the they mess caused with God, the chaos? They mess with God's chicken. And <laughs> then it all went downhill right. from there. It ain't been right. But you know, look. So you go back to to twenty nineteen. You know, I mean, you look at it, we've got um, and like I said, you staying away from politics, but we're looking at the, the economy's doing great. Mm-hmm. Unemployment's going down. We see a lot of improvements. Things are not perfect. We see no. a lot of improvements coming on. Everybody's excited about things, so many things, especially the economy. And now this has happened. I mean, where do we go from here? Will we ever do we can we return to that what we call I, normal in twenty nineteen? Are we stuck? I don't, I don't think we will. I don't think you will somebody had a comment the other day and it was will we ever see the twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen and the you know that we did, you know, I don't think you will. Um, and whether that be a good thing or a bad thing, I think the good things that'll come out of a not the political unrest, the racial un- no, out of what COVID calls with a little bit at home with the family, people have realized that work life balance was way out of whack. Um, a lot of companies have realized we don't have to have people in the office every day. We'll cut our office space in half, cut our lease in half, let some people work from home. You know, a couple of days at home, a couple of days in the office, people are home with their families more. You know, I read something and guy was talking about, you know, will, will our kids look back and go, oh, my gosh, this was COVID, this was this, or will our kids look back and go, that was the best summer ever. We were home every day. We cooked dinners together. We took trips. We set up tents in the backyard, things that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. And so I think restaurants and businesses, they'll, they'll try and get back to full tilt, but I think some of this stuff you'll see – Probably stay around. I, I, you know, you'll see limited quantities. Maybe you'll see people social distancing, sure. But I think people in general will be leery about 
getting back wide open, the hotel stay and the traveling, the, maybe there's something to be said for being around the house with the family and being more family-oriented and taking camping trips together like we talk about, using the outdoors and things like that. I think that'll change. You know, the other thing that's going to see out of this, and I'm seeing it in the industry I work in, is telecom. Telecom, mm-hmm. telecom, telecom. FaceTime with doctors. FaceTime with clients, with, you know, doing over-the-phone service visits with people and salespeople calling, hey, instead of coming by, just tell me what you need, and I'll pick it up for you and send it over there, you know, that void. And, and that's not a bad thing either. You know, there's there's going to be some benefit come out of that, especially in the medical field. It already has. You know, being able to get on FaceTime, especially if you got little ones, stuff like that, get on FaceTime, let a doctor look at something. Okay, looks like a bug bite. Put this on it. Let me know. You know, that's great. That's actually going to be a huge benefit in the industry. Um, really, really some cool stuff can come out of that. Um, I know you – you laugh, but you do it. You have guys that call you, FaceTime, you blow a call for them right there on the phone. So mm-hmm. this may be a guy that lives five, six hours away that couldn't be here otherwise, but through that you're able to do it. That's something we're going to actually launch more uh, this year because, you know, when people come in here to the shop, I love it because I make sure that when they leave this shop, they've got the call that well, fits them, the one that they feedback. like. Yeah, yep. Instant feedback. I can see what they need. I, we can adjust it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we started doing that a lot during the whole COVID thing. This is something that we're going to continue and actually push more. I think it's great. If you, if you live somewhere else, you can't get the shop experience. And we, if nothing else, we can FaceTime call. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of places are doing that. You know, you've got now where I think grocery stores have even started to, you know, Home Depot's got curbside pickup now. You call somebody, and you can FaceTime them. And they'll walk down the aisle, and you say, no, that's the one I need. This is what I'm looking for. And they'll send you a picture over to FaceTime and show you this and it's going to be a huge wave. Um, I really think a lot of restaurants have realized, and I hope they continue it, the family pack carryout kind of deal that they did to help get through the hard times, some of them. I, that's a good line of business. Mm-hmm. You know, our little local joint down the road, Mexican restaurant we love, had these huge fajita family packs and all this, and we'd call and go pick it. Hey, can I do that some more? Like, I mean, stuff like that, I think there's a lot going to come out of that. I hope we do keep that we've learned what's good and helpful. But at the end of the day, yeah, I'm ready to go sit down at a restaurant and have a bowl of cheese dip here myself and keep on trucking. But it will. School. School in the fall is already sounding fun. People, friends of mine, yeah. got school-age parents, like, oh, well, we got a choice of virtual or put the kids back in school or half and half. And I'm like, half and half? Like, oh, yeah, they go to school two days and home two days. I'm like, parents still got to work. They're like, yeah, we're, everybody's trying to figure out what's going to happen if this works. and. I don't know. It will be, like you said, it will be interesting to see what becomes the new normal. I don't think we'll ever go back to the way we were before. Sporting events won't be the same. I just don't think it will be. That's what I was about to ask about sporting events. And it's, you know, we, we talk about hunting and fishing, but, you know, how, how can you go duck hunt and not come home ready for the SEC oh, football yeah. game on uh, on uh, Saturday? <laughs> so, But what is that going to be like for sports? I mean, these big arenas and stuff like this. I mean, if we don't – is and I think a lot of people are saying, well, if we get a vaccine, maybe things can go back to normal. But I don't know, will we get a vaccine? If we got a vaccine, do you want the first round no. of it? No. I was going to say, of what strain, of what? No. I, and that's why I'm saying I think you're going to see a new normal. Of That's like college baseball this year. Man, if somebody would have just said, hey, you know, catch your umpire, wear a mask, the rest of you are spread out in the field, let's watch, at least watch it on DV, something, you know, because that, that killed a lot of us. We That's something I look forward to every year. and. College softball, too. That's just as much fun to watch. But, yeah, SEC football, it's like, okay, is we're going to be half capacity in the stands? Are we going to have every other row, every other seat, caddy corner? I mean, 
I don't. It comes a point in time with how much is it worth? What's it worth? Sometimes it's. I think it's let's rip the band aid off and go. That's mm-hmm. what you know. Statistics and all this and who's you know. There's a real COVID. Sure, there's a real disease that can really hurt people. I believe it. But how many people have died from that compared to how many people have lost livelihoods, businesses, committed suicide over this? Health reasons have you know? I mean, there's. It would. I don't want to see the number, honestly. I mean, I don't. Because I'm afraid you would have, we would have done a lot to hold one area high and the other one to fail really low. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, I just don't see that. Looking back, a lot of people realize, I, I hope this was all worth it because I still just haven't seen it yet. You know, Another thing that, uh, sorry to mean to interrupt no, you, it's, but it's, uh, one thing that we may see changing too is um, in a lot of areas, um, thinking about how it affects us as, as hunters and fishermen, but we'll see it in all aspects of life. You know, this this whole thing, man, this came out of a lab in China. Mm-hmm. This was not an act of God. No. And we can see that, you know, and when I start saying this, I'm not saying anything negative against the Chinese people. I'm talking about this communist government of yeah. theirs. Not that I have no ill will toward the Chinese people, whether it's someone living here or even their citizens there. Um that certainly don't know where uh, Beattyville, Arkansas is. That's right. But um, our relationship with China is getting pretty heated. Mm-hmm. And then when we look at going forward, you know, so much of the products that we have here, you know, and, and like the, if you just look at clothing in the in the outdoor world, so much of it is coming from China that, you know, so much of the stuff we use in hunting, it's not made here in America. No. So uh, if, if things keep getting heated, you know, there, there could be some major changes coming here. That wouldn't be bad, would it? Back to made in USA. I think it'd be awesome. I mean, that's I kind of that, and that's some of that. Look at the good that could come out of some of this is, you know, and the whole Trump aspect. Everybody's can be you love him or you hate him or you tolerate him. You know, it's the best way I've ever heard it. And there was comments made by him and others at the beginning of this that said, you know, you're not gonna like this for a while. We're gonna step on toes, whatever, however you want to put it, but. Everything they said, and even before him, we need to get manufacturing back. We, we need to be self-reliant because there's issues there. This is the issues. When you have to make a choice between macaroni and cheese or toilet paper because of what's on the aisle available and how much money you got in your pocket, that's we got issues. We got plants shut down that could be making this right here at home. We got issues. Mm-hmm. You know, all of our outdoor gear used to be made here. You know, and you go ask anybody right here in Arkansas. Down in Hamburg, Arkansas, was a huge facility that made a lot of high-end camo stuff that if I started dropping names, people were like, that was made where? Yeah, in Hamburg, Arkansas. There was a huge plant. Um, right outside of Monticello, down there, made a lot of stuff like that. Look at where all the boats are made here. I mean, this is Arkansas is big into that and always has been. But you're right. it's It could be good for that. I think there wouldn't be a problem with that. I think the reset on that, getting that back pumped up and going would be great. Be that self-reliance. I think people have realized that. Um, maybe the outdoor, you know, we talk about the boost in outdoor usage around here. Maybe that helps that people realize that, hey, this is what these people talk about. It's what they do. You know, all these campers are made here. We were buying that, you know, and buying boats. They're saying boats, you know, you're going to see an episode coming up with a guy from Edge Boat Hunter on here. They can't make them fast enough. You know, dealers can't get motors in fast enough, can't get parts in fast enough. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's good. That's really good. You know, yeah. That's what's keeping the economy where it is. Which yeah. is still higher than it has been in a long time, still. So, yeah, I don't know. It's 
you know, this is one of the things you could people could sit here around a poker table, campfire, and just go on and on and on and have have civil conversations of just what do we do, what's going to be. Yeah. What kind of changes are we seeing um, with hunting regulation and stuff like that? I mean, the only thing we really follow too much here is Arkansas. So some of our guys out of state bear with us a little bit. Of course, a lot of them are heading here uh, at least in in the winter. Uh, I saw some changes coming to uh, speckle belly goose season. Um, yeah, I watched be- some stuff the other day, and when you were talking about it, you know, the last few years, the spec population up and down Central Flyway has just blown up. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody who – anybody who's on social media and follows Arkansas Game and Fish will probably see my name more than you want to, either raising or definitely not praising. So, But, I, I you know, cutting it back this year to limit it to going from three to two on the limit, but long, elongating the season I think is giving people more opportunity, you know. <laughs> Yeah, going from uh, – I looked it up here, I've got it written down. We're going from 74 days to 88 days. Yeah. And like I said, dropping from three birds to two. You know, that's, that's giving people a lot more opportunity because we know how early in the year especially weather affects that. And then later in the year when we don't have water yet, ducks may not be down all the way down or some people all the way down and back up yet. You know, you got specs here. And that's become a huge deal, a huge industry. I think it's great. Um, we talked about earlier to the turkey, you know. Been a lot of issues with turkey populations all over the southeast last few years. You know, and really a lot of people, that is a true travel hunt too, Missouri, Kansas, Mississippi, Alabama. and um, But they're going to push the season back a week and um, have a split between the youth season and the, you know, regular season and redid the zones and all. But their, their goal is more breeding that what they've been trying has worked a little bit, so they're going to advance a little further. It's end of the day, you got to step back and go – it might suck for me this next year, this next four or five years, but is it going to be better 10 years from now, 15 years from now? Is this going to help? I hope so. I think it will. I think what they drastically did a few years ago helped. A lot of people killed turkeys last year. It was mm-hmm. a great year. Numbers were way up. You know, there were some good hatches before that. So I hope this goes along with that. Um, on the flip side, of course, duck regulations won't come out or change it. I don't know. It's, this water's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's we've had water in the bottom since Thanksgiving now. Yeah, you know we're, we're over there where I hunt a lot. It's it's been at flood good hunting flood stage since Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, I don't think I've ever seen you know lived in Arkansas my whole life. I don't think I've ever seen a period where it's been this wet this long. This, yeah, this high this long. You know, and we me and Jake were talking about that before the show about the sandbar crowd. You know, we we grew up around sandbars and going out to them. Still like to, and nobody can find a sandbar out of water right now, just about <laughs> because it's just been so wet. Um, but how's that going to affect the trees? Are they going to, you know, with this timber management program, are we just going to pull the drains this fall? In all reality, nobody wants to hear it. I shouldn't say it, but they probably need to if that's what this is truly about. You know, and so that's a that's a major ordeal coming up that's going to, have to be decided by somebody. And I'm glad I'm not the one that makes that decision. But yeah, it's. I think there'll be some changes in that. Um, the crowding, I don't. I don't think you're going to see a huge uptick in hunting. Now, the flip side of that, I got two friends that have joined deer leases that haven't had deer leases in a long time because ground beef is so high. They want to go kill a deer and have some deer burger. I'm serious, dead serious. Only reason why. And so you're looking at what might possibly be an uptick in deer hunting, which has gone down. So that wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah. On license sales. But, you know, people are starting to realize, I think that coming back to the old way of life kind of deal, if you want to call it, being a little self-sufficient on your own, providing and all that, protecting, that's what this has pushed. And for the hunter, 
who was in a bad way before with numbers and needing help and needing rallies, that's that's good. Yeah, they're really good for us. If what we're not getting, maybe in new hunters, we're probably getting a lot that are just coming back. I think a lot of them are, are maybe did as kids and they got away from it and they they know enough about it. And there's some new ones, you know. There's some modern age, if you want to call it, some millennials. You know, everybody likes to use that word like they know what it's about. And be like, hey, yeah, you know, it's. I could see that, you know, or, or they know a friend who does it and they talk about it. And they say, man, this is why, you know, me, me and my family, we don't buy ground beef. Hadn't in years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, that's what we do. Got a deep freeze full of it and ready to go. Mm-hmm. What Time do you and I out? classify? Nice. You said millennials. I mean, we're not millennials, but we're not, they can I think, hear the boomers coming out of it. We're not boomers. So where, where do we fall in this? I think you're Gen X. I think they, <laughs> I think I'm actually by birth date considered a millennial by like a year. And it's kind of funny. Like I was in. <laughs> you're a millennial. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I love to hear I, this. I think so. By, by birth, I'm a millennial. I got into this one time with somebody and that person will remain nameless. They were known in the hunting world and. He's like, well, I'm I'm five years older than you, and that makes me not a millennial, and you are. And I'm like, think about what you just said. Because you are five years older than me, you think you have a whole different, you know, like. <laughs> but that some of that, yeah. But I think, I think a process of that is what you see now. Um, when you look at small businesses these days, who's starting them? It's not fifty year old men and women. It's it's young people. It's millennials starting these upstart businesses, the coffee shop craze the the little you know boutique style stores you look at a lot of this stuff you know it's and that's great it's great for american business um great for the economy but i think that's also who's who's been standing up here lately for all this stuff whether you agree with it or not you have to respect someone when they have the the notion to stand up for what they believe and i'm not talking about necessarily nuts going on but just in general in the last few years um a lot of stuff that's happened and you know, you see a lot of these people. I got some great friends who are millennials by birth that have that have risen up and, you know, working in great organizations, whether it be Autobahn or NRA or Game of Fish Foundation, things like that, that are got really taking it bull by the horns, you know, and have moved it. So I think that's a good thing because when you get into it young and you, you enjoy it and you have a hold on it, it stays with you. And now they're going to raise their kids that way. And they're going to, you know, and so I think that gets passed on that way. That's what we gotta have. That's what we we joke around about millennials and stuff, but they're the future. We they gotta are. we gotta have them picking this up and carrying this forward for us. Be nicer. I'll put you in the nursing home. <laughs> you know that's what it comes down to. But but no, you're right. I think that's and not even saying I'm a millennial and you know when I graduate high school right after the millennium, but just people that were born truly around the millennium, which would be the twenty twenty five years old now that call it that. That's where the future lies, right in their hands. Whether you like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, that's it. And we've been camping all over Arkansas this year, having more time to do it, and have enjoyed it. And I see a lot of them out there, canoeing, kayaking. That's great. Pulling a boat, camping, setting up on the islands, and enjoying it. And they're nice as they can be. They want to learn. They ask things. And it is. That's that's awesome. That's what you want. And we don't want our grandchildren going hunting on virtual hunts. We no. don't want to see virtual reality taking over the real thing. We've got to go. get these these youngsters out there and let them see how much how, how great it is to be in the outdoors. Yeah, that's a huge – been a huge thing. And I think it's been big here lately, like you said, with all the percentage of sales and stuff that's up. Man, you, if you haven't gone in, a, in your local academy or whatever your local hunting store is, even Walmart sporting goods, just go in there and look. You can't find a kayak. You can't find a kayak paddle. You can't find a life jacket. It's – they're gone. Mm-hmm. And people are out there using them. That's good. People it's a good are, thing for people sure. People are buying fishing poles and taking kids fishing again. And it is. It's great. 
it's kind of the reawakening we've all kind of wanted. It'd be nice if the country got back to this or back to that. Well, guess what, guys? We're here. It didn't yeah. happen how we wanted it, but we've kind of done it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so. I, I, that's there's going to be good and bad. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of a lot of scary things on the horizon, but hopefully there'll be some good things come out of it too, and hopefully we'll find our way to some semblance of a, of a new reality here. Something. Hopefully there'll be something. I don't care good. what new normal is to an extent anymore. Just give me something. Just say this is it. <laughs> so I know. Just changing what I have to do every day to be safe, according to some people, is, is entertaining. Yeah. Wear, wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. Well, well that, that soap doesn't work. Use this soap. Oh, wait, 15 seconds, not 10. She gets old. And I think a lot of it is what it's going to take is people to quit following the lead of what the news tells us to do, what the politicians tell us to do on both sides of the aisle, mm-hmm. wherever you fall. No, it is. Let's both just, let's, let's take a step back. Let's grab some humanity. Um, let's start respecting each other. Let's, uh, let's stop demonizing everybody and, and let's, you know, let, let's, let's get, you know, I guess we can sing a little kumbaya here. I'm not trying to be too no, touchy-feely, but, but it is. That's it's going to be up right. to us to say, look, it's enough of this bull. You're right. Enough of this bull. Come enough, on now. Let's, let's get a world going here that, that works. We're, we're too and that's we're happening out there. If you use social media in the right way. So everybody knows social media is just like it, it's, it's smartphones. You, you, you talk about something with your wife or your buddy, and the next time you get on Facebook, there's an ad for it. They do. You know, it's algorithms. They listen. So trick it. And catch yourself watching YouTube videos is a great one, of course. But just anybody where, where somebody goes out and interviews these people protesting and says, well, why did you learn to think like that? Well, that's what the news showed me. They will literally say that. Mm-hmm. And once somebody tells them something different, not even that it's just what you would agree with, just that, hey, these are actual facts. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that, man. I, I really didn't know that. I didn't know that. You know, and I've seen pictures from cops from all over, you know, Stopping in neighborhoods, kids getting in the back of the police cars, taking pictures and, and giving them flowers and giving pops and you know, chips to drink and, you know, snacks on and stuff like that. And it's like, that's what they're, you don't see that. You don't see it on And the that's news. the difference, you know. Somebody with the mobile hands, oh, I, I missed the Walter Cronkite days when somebody got on there and said, this is what happened. Now you go think what you want. Bye. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, where's, where's Peter Jennings? I, this long, is what happened. Long gone days there. Make up your own mind. I'm out. See you tomorrow. You know? What I try to do is watch a little bit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty conservative guy, but I watch, I watch my news from – you're going to get a slant one way or the other. So I watch the news from a conservative slant, and then a lot of times I'll turn it over oh, on yeah. the more liberal network. And see. Just to see what's going on, get both sides of the story, make your mind up. And you know, know that somewhere in the middle is probably what really happened. <laughs> yeah, what well, they say the um, three sides of their story. Yours, yeah. mine, and the truth. Yours, mine, and the truth. Yeah. The, if, if the drunk guy could look down the middle and put two together, he'd be fine. That's about what it feels like. <laughs> well, man, this has been fun just having a talk. Just kind of like I said, we we've had a lot of interviews. We just wanted to, things are getting so heated in the world and. And we're recording this uh, on a Friday. It's mm-hmm. going to be released on Monday. And so we go through all this. And World War Three will break out probably on Saturday. So so Monday Man. we'll be we'll be just, way behind the game on what uh, what what comes out Monday. But just to talk about the general life that we've been seeing the last few weeks, you know, it's uh it's been interesting to take a break and just kind of just kind of talk about things. No, it isn't. And like I said, it's 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 having a cause and effect on on everything. And and it's one of those things you you know I know some people that. You know, I've got some friends and their kids and, and some people that, that have dealt with it hard. Not that necessarily anything physical has happened to them or their livelihood, but just the mental part. This is hard on people. There's some people that don't 
you know, may not be as tough or may deal with anxiety, stuff like that. But this is this worrisome of what's going on. Am I okay? Is I mean, this is this can worry some people. So check on your friends, reach out to them, you know, invite them over for that cookout, social distance, whatever, sit in the driveway, across the driveway, have a beer. Just remember that we all still human, life's still rolling. Um, I think we've had some great people on the shows that's been aired so far that have, if you listen to them talk about that, um, you're going to hear a great one coming up you're going to talk about with John Adams, talking about traveling all over, wild man, when he talks about all the people he's met, Rick, how he came from Florida to here and who he's met along the way. And all these people got into this, and all these people came from meeting somebody they were totally different from, had no idea about, and became best friends with them. Mm-hmm. And that's literally how that is. You know, my wife laughs at me. Two of my closest friends, one of them I met at 11 o'clock at night at a boat ramp to go hold the hole back years ago, and you could do that. And the other one we met at a ramp scouting. And they're two of my closest friends now. No idea who they were. Hey, how are you, so-and-so? You want to go with us? Yeah, sure, come on. Ten years later, I would handle my kid keys, checkbook, and say, I need help. And they would say, look what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and that's just being nice. To, that's humanity. That's just taking it easy and chilling out. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um like I said, like you said, this is always fun to come back and recap. And on the recap, if you haven't watched some of the first ones, I, I, you should. It's they've been awesome. Yeah. Um, to know that Rick Dunn is the ping pong master, <laughs> I would love to see him and Gump go. I would love to see him and Gump go. We might could make that happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was pretty funny. And so, yeah. and, and every, Hunter, I've gotten so many comments on Hunter's um, story. You know, oh yeah, that, that touched a lot of people. That and he's such a just. It chill like whatever it doesn't it doesn't affect me throw it at me i'm good like he was so candid so chilled in that episode like it was really that was really neat to watch Mm -hmm. and uh listen to and and his story and just i mean yeah we you think you've got it bad you think you've dealt with some stuff and you're like oh thank you lord i'm blessed i truly am yeah compared to what other people have done and he thinks he's more blessed than we are you know and it's like yeah that's the mindset if everybody had we'd be better off a man that doesn't back down from any challenge that's what i take when i see hunter and Mm -hmm. i think the the, maybe you're not seeing much there with arms and legs but that spine is made of steel and uh it's really something to admire so definitely enjoy that one we got coming up here in the future that you talked about we had john adams from nat gear camo and you guys will love that podcast Mm -hmm. too it's really you know we tend to, as hunters, it's we're almost like gang members. You know, we're on we 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 fly these colors. We blow. We use right. this camo. We use that camo. You'll enjoy this. John's got a great story. Uh, not only talking about the camouflage, but just his life, different uh, oh yeah places that he's been hunting. I was going to say he's the, been doing. the stories he had about where he's been and how he met people and how he got to where he is in that gear and what's all gone on through the years. Of course, that gear being from Arkansas, you're yeah, you've got to listen to that one. That yeah. one's that one's great. He did a John did an awesome job over here. Yeah, and you guys getting ready for that uh, this week. Be watching on social media on the uh, Outdoor Asylum with Brad Allen um, Facebook, Instagram. Be watching our social media. We're going to do a giveaway. Uh, this is uh, one of our newest calls from Elite Duck Calls. This is uh, the Big Hurricane. Um, and for those of you who don't know, and the WMA here, um, it, it's spelled like hurricane. If you're in Arkansas, you see a big storm heading for Florida. That's a hurricane. We're going hunting. We're going to hurricane. So this is a big hurricane. This is the first one that actually put some uh, some spit grooves in the tone board. And I always feel kind of – it's kind of crude to say spit grooves to me. It, it, I don't know if it, moisture control channels would have been – The MCC? 
Yeah, uh, something, saliva trenches. I don't know exactly. <laughs> no. I don't know exactly what we should have called these, but everybody knows them as a spit groove, okay? It helps you call from sticking so bad whenever you're blowing it. So, yeah. Saliva so anyway, Yeah, we've got this one. So it's a tan and brown. I love that color combo. And you can see we've engraved the Nat Gear logo in there. It's really, that, that logo come out great. It yeah. looks sharp on the back yeah, of the Yeah, it really looks good. So you got a great sounding call, great looking call. We'll be giving one of these away. So, be watching us on social media. And uh, like I said, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Please share it with others. Um, a lot of guys out there are enjoying this. And the more uh, the more we get people watching this that are commenting, they can kind of give us some direction on which way we want to go with this thing. You know? Yeah, we, we said in the first episode that this was – we wanted this to be about everybody's story, you know, everybody's ins and outs and how they got involved and all that. And, and like today's episode, talking about just, you know, this is one of the things where it was like, you know what, it might be time to sit down and just talk because there's a lot going on. And and the guests coming in here feel it too. And that we wanted to, you know, we told talked some of them about that. Like, hey, it's don't feel like you got to shy away from it. That's not what, you know, we're about being open around here. Everybody's got opinion. We respect it. But like you said, just, you know, share it with people. Get everybody to come listen to it. If, if you got comments, if you want to hear something, reach out. Comment on it, share it, say, hey, we'd love to see this, love to see that. Or when you said that, maybe I was thinking this. Nothing wrong with throwing a question up. We can maybe discuss it, talk about it, what's going on. We'll look into it. So, yeah, it's been so far so good. Let's just keep it going. Yeah, love the feedback. Man, it's time for the card game, the game of war. Everybody accuses me of cheating, so I want you to deal this time. You deal. So now I'm going to beat myself, and he's still going to. He's still going to pull us away. Jake, zoom in on this real tight. He might throw one from the if bottom I, of the deck. If I'd have known this was coming, Jake, I would have definitely. If I'd have known this was he's coming. He's shuffling with the cards up so he can see. He wanted to see what was shuffled at first. I'm on to him already. I might have slid an ace in my pocket down here. <laughs> All right, now you cut them since I shuffled them. All right, now. Four. You threw me a four. Oh, oh that, you grabbed two. Did you just pick the one you wanted? Here, you want both of them? <laughs> beat me with no, both of them. No, I didn't pick up two, but it was a ten. So uh, I beat both of them, though. Uh, see, this uh, is what he'd have done, Jake. You see this? Oh, he'd pull six off the bottom. I still would have had it this time. <laughs> you didn't throw. You didn't get much work with that four. No, I didn't. Anyway, Dusty, man, thanks for coming back and being with us thanks again. For me. Don't, uh, don't wait so long to come back and co-host with me. Let's get you back in here more often. And, I'm ready uh, to hear the next couple. Come in. Everybody's going to really enjoy it. And uh, hopefully after that, we'll do another recap and maybe it'll be in a more normalized society. Yep. I'm going to go swim in a bowl of cheese dip as soon as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think everybody's ready for that. Yeah, no doubt. Jake, thanks for everything that you do, man. That's the that's the wizard behind the, the curtain right there. Keeps everything going. You guys come back. Uh, check us out next week. Uh, John Adams, you're going to enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm.